Ah, good evening, traveler. And welcome to the penumbra. Take your seat, please. Take your seat. The junction lies just ahead, traveler. If you'll allow me just a moment. <laughs> well, next stop, Hyperion City. Cornered by three hired guns in the storeroom of a designer pets laboratory, Detective Steele has found P.I. work to be just as exciting as he remembered. He had better find a way to escape, and quickly, because he isn't the only victim the killers have their eyes on, and the clock is ticking. Our next stop, Juno Steele and the Kitty Cat Caper. What do you mean, the key don't work? I'm just an old man, miss. My memory isn't what it used to be. Not that it was ever terribly... Shut up! Bosco. Yeah, boys? If you hear one more excuse out of this raisin, you break his little neck. <sighs> Sounds good, boss. Oh. Hyperion City's a reinforced plastic jungle and it operates by the cardinal rule of all jungles. Kill, get killed, or throw someone else in front of the killer and run for it. My name's Juno Steele. I'm a private eye, and I get a lot of practice in that third option. It's easy. Just piss off everyone until they all want to kill you, then make them fight over the privilege. When you're as charming as I am, making people want to kill you is just second nature. Hi, Mr. Steele. Thanks for waiting until the commercial. I didn't... Never mind. Look, I've only got a minute, so you need to listen up. There's a big computer back here with some data I need, but I can't figure out how to get it. Where would I find the records on all the cats that have gone through this place? Well, the record's gotta be on the database somewhere. What's the screen say now? The screen's blank, Rita. That's why I called you. What? Mr. Steele, did you turn the computer on? Well, how was I supposed to know that I had to do that? There, There should be a big button somewhere on the computer. Yeah, yeah, I see it. It's starting up now. How long is this thing going to take? Ah, uh, sounds pretty old. It's going to take a few minutes. Next time, that's going to be your face, Monrovian. Oh, just a moment, please. This must be the wrong key. Oh, forgetful me. I just need to pop into my apartment upstairs. Just a moment. Just a moment. Here's hoping I have a few minutes. <sighs> so did you research that cat like I asked you to? Yeah, pretty little kitty. She's a Shangoan mini leopard. Galactic Cat Lovers Quarterly says they're real popular with high-powered business people these days. Drake Draco, Min Kanagawa... I don't care who owns them, Rita. What's it worth? I don't like all this talk about what a life's worth, Mr. Steele. It's so insensitive. What would you say if somebody asked you what I'm worth? Forty creds an hour. Aw, boss, you're making me blush. If somebody wanted to sell one of these Shangoan mini leopards, what would they get? Closest pet store sells them for about 400 creds. 400? That's it? King had silverware worth more than 400. No, re- Hang on. Hang on. A minute ago, you were listing high-powered people with mini-leopards. What were their names again? Huh? Oh, uh, Drake Draco, Min Kanagawa, Maya King. King! High-powered? That's our client, Rita. She looks like she can barely take care of herself. She's a real estate lawyer, boss. One of the best in the city. She's in the middle of this big class-action lawsuit against Babbling Brook Realty. Sounds like they've been selling off all their apartment buildings across Hyperion City and kicking out all the tenants without notice. That's huge. Why haven't I heard about that before today? I don't know, boss. You've been telling me to keep off the streams in the office because they're always going on about the election. Class action lawsuit. 
Babbling Brook Realty. All right, computer's on. King can wait. Get me into the records, Rita. Okay, boss. Now you gotta open up the central database. Once you do that, you can talk about what kind of password encryption they're using. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Open up what? It should be easy to find, Mr. Steele. Most people just link it to their desktop. I'm looking at the desk right now, Rita, but all I can see is a couple of pens and a coffee stain. Mr. Steele, you're joking, right? You've... you've used a computer before. I have one in my office, don't I? I got the high score for Jovian Solitaire on that thing twice. Fifteen years. You think you know a guy, but it turns out it takes fifteen years to find out he's a caveman. So what if I don't know about all this computer junk? That's what I have you for. That better be the key, Monrovian. Or else what are we gonna do, Bosco? We're gonna punch his legs off, boy. Oh, I'm quite certain this is it. Quite certain. Just give me a moment. Rita, we're out of time. Get me into those records. Oh, just let me do it. Put your comms down on the computer. Which part? The computer part, all right? Just put the comms down, Mr. Steele. All right, all right. Jeez. We're going to do everything around here. Monrovian. I've unlocked it. I swear there's something holding the door closed. Rita, I need that data now. You're making me invent a whole way to hack wirelessly through your stupid comms, Mr. Steele, so I don't want to hear it. Bosco, you know what to do. Yeah, boss. Rita. Shush! Gotta go, Rita. Good luck. Mr. Steele, don't you hang up on me! I'm right in the middle of- Sleeping Beauty gave the door one last shove. And it all came tumbling down. So I slipped my comms into my pocket and then slipped behind an operating table deep in the storeroom. You first, Monrovian. But I'm not even armed. Here. Now you are, see? Out of reflex, my hand went to my blaster, and that's when I remembered my eye. In a situation like this, I had two shots tops before they figured out where I was and started shooting back. The old Juno Steel would have made those shots in seconds, but now with this stupid eye patch, forget two shots, I couldn't have hit him if I had two dozen. So, I'd have to settle this without the blaster. As for how I'd do that, I hadn't quite figured that part out yet. I reached into the operating table and snatched a scalpel. It wasn't much, but these days, neither was I. Monrovian, you take the right wall. Bosco, you take left. I'll stay here and make sure he doesn't get away. You hear that, P.I.? Come out, come out, wherever you are. I looked around the corner. The doctor was coming my way, holding his gun out like a dead rat. I wouldn't need my blaster to take him down. Come here, young man. Perhaps, well, you may not like tea, but coffee, yes, coffee. I waited for him to come within arm's reach. Then I arms reached. Doc? Hey, Doc, you out there? Oh, don't hurt me. Oh, please, that scalpel is terribly filthy. And if I... you don't want to know what impromptu surgery feels like coming from a one-eyed maniac with nothing to lose, Doc, I recommend you keep quiet. What's the matter, Bosco? Thought I heard a noise, boss. It was probably just your two brain cells clacking together. Oh, come on, boss. That ain't fair. You know the doc says I got sleep-type problems like that song Shut up. Hey, Monrovian, you dead? Tell them you're fine. Well, now am I to talk or not to talk? This is entirely too confusing. Just say it. Oh, please don't hit me again. My medical insurance... There was no time. I clocked Monrovian cold. Where's the money for... Oh. And then I had to think. Fast. 
Bosco, go check it out. All right, boss. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm fine, you young people. I don't know. Sounds like he's okay, boss. I can't hear you, Monrovian. Speak up. Well, all right. What'd he say? He said he was going to speak up, boss. I looked through the old man's pockets for a weapon, but he wasn't carrying so much as a pocket knife. Just his wallet and a folded-up envelope holding enough creds to choke a bank teller. On the take, huh? I've had enough of him. Bosco, finish Monrovian while you're at it. Sure, boss. Uh Uh-oh. I wasn't sure how I was going to take down Tall, Dumb, and Stupid, but I knew it wasn't going to be head-on. The rest of the storeroom was full of standing shelves, so I crept behind one and waited. Doc? Hey, Doc? (sighs) Hey, boss? Doc's either dead or he's taking a nap. A nap? You idiot. The P.I. probably got to him. That's it. I'm coming in. Watch the door. Piranha Face was coming closer. Gun ready, and it looked like she knew how to use it. I'd have to surprise them both. I nudged the shelf, and it shook like Rita after half a latte. Then I had my plan. He's knocked out. Don't look at me, boss. I didn't touch him. You were supposed to... Damn it. Doesn't matter. We're gonna squish that P.I., then we squash him, see? They were both right in front of me, standing in the shadow of the shelf. I pressed my weight against it, but it was heavy. I kept pushing. Harder. What's that noise? Sorry, boss. No, not you. I mean... Her tiny, mean eyes met mine through the shelves. I gave one last push. He's right there. Get... Timber. So, looks like I got you two right where I want you. Beneath about a hundred pounds of industrial shelving. You gonna talk or do I have to get uglier than usual? Oh, come on, I don't believe for a second you're finished after one little... Shelf! A paw cracked through the wreckage and grabbed me by the throat. Then the big guy stood up. He was tall, real tall. My toes left the ground and kept going for another foot kind of tall. What do you think you're doing? You could hurt someone playing around like that, you know. That was kind of the idea, yeah. (laughs) Um. (sighs) Hey, big guy, you mind bringing me a little closer? I can't quite reach your face. No way, buddy. Thanks for the gun. Hey. (laughs) Hey, you're pretty quick. Fastest grizzly bear I've ever met. Hibernate, too, by the look of you. You can say that again, buddy. Anyway, say bye-bye to your neck. So smart. In fact... I bet you just realized that that gun's no danger in my hands anyway. I mean, it's not like I'd be stupid enough to it's try to... way too early for you to talk that fast, buddy. What I mean is... Hey, did you know they added another setting to those pistols? Sleep laser gives you a good night's sleep like you've never had before. Insomniacs swear by it. They... what? I mean... yeah. Yeah, I knew that. You just gotta flip that switch there. Now it says stun. Yeah, it's Venusian for nap time. Here, I'll show you. Just toss that thing to me. If you say so. Thanks, big guy. You're welcome. Hey, wait a second. Nighty night. (coughs) Hey, Rita, you got those results? Mr. Steele, you have no idea what I've been through. I had barely half a foothold when you hung up, and then I had to invent a whole other kind of uplink on the fly, 
I'll pick up the cheese on the way back. Just tell me about the cat. Yeah, of course they made a cat like that just a couple weeks ago. I don't know who it was commissioned by, though. That part of the record's been wiped. I think I can tell you that. Well, if you already knew, then how come I had to exhaust myself and miss half my show? Just took down a few people who've been paying off the guy who runs this place. I'll see if I can find some ID. There it is. Bosco Hindenburg, security officer for Babbling Brook Realty. Rita, that's the place Maya King's suing, right? It is. Oh, boy, boss, this is real exciting. It is, isn't it? So we know that Babbling Brook has something against King, but what's stealing her cat got to do with it? And even then, why would they go to all that trouble to replace it with a perfect replica? Unless the point isn't to steal her cat. It's to sneak in the other one. We've been looking at the wrong cat. The important cat's not the one they stole, it's the one they left behind. Moravian said they don't make cats, they just rearrange them. And in this room back here, there's that operating table and all those surgical supplies. Rita, did Moravian keep any surgical records for the cat? I don't think so, unless... Oh, found him! Anything interesting? Just one surgery. Aw, it was on her poor little belly. It looks like cutie little kitty had a little belly ache, so the doctor put a bomb inside of a belly! Oh my god! Put a what? No. Does it say what sets the bomb off? It's, 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 it's a time bomb, boss. Who knows how much longer she's gone? God damn it, Rita, snap out of it. There's got to be a way to disarm it, right? Find it. <laughs> okay, boss. Okay. Okay, Mr. Steele. The doctor left a note here that says there's a remote that should stop the bomb. Says it's on loan to BB Realty Security Officer Hindenburg and a private contractor. Must be the piranha woman. At least I've got them both here. <clears throat> Big guy didn't have it, so it must be somewhere on that piranha. She has to be under the shelf. Her gun's here, but where the hell did she go? You gotta find that remote, Mr. Steele. Nine lives are on the line. Plus, Miss King makes ten. I know, I know, Rita, but she isn't... No. I ran out of the storeroom and looked outside. That electric blue car was starting up again, and behind the wheel was that piranha. King's real cat was pawing at the back window, yowling. And the gate to the street was opening. Damn it, Rita, can you stop that gate? What gate? You you know I'm not actually there with you, right, boss? Never mind! Monrovian could control the gate from in here, which means there must be a... Control panel! I pressed the magic button, and the gate outside stopped. But the piranha's car didn't. She's not gonna. No, she wouldn't. That'd be nuts. Huh, I guess I walked into that one. Mr. Steele, what's going on? That lunatic just crashed her car through Monrovian's gate. Looks like the car's total. I'm gonna make sure the driver is too. You call Kig and tell her to get the hell away from that cat. Be careful, boss. Not likely, but I'll keep you updated. The piranha was pulling herself out of the wreckage when I got there. She looks battered, bruised, and meaner than ever. <laughs> looks like you're having fun. Why don't you stay right there? HCPD can get you out of that car in two shakes of a plasma chainsaw. I don't think so, P.I. <laughs> I really don't think so. Oh, come on. You're going to resist? Really, I've got your gun, you're fresh out of cars. The hell do you have left? 
Oh, you're kidding me. This is a hostage situation, P.I. Stay back unless you want little kitten to go kaboom. <laughs> and besides, I think you got bigger fish to fry. There's a special surprise in Kitty Cat's twin, and you only got 15 minutes before that thing blows. Bigger fish to fry? Maybe. But I can't think of any I'll have more fun for... Hey, you can't run away while I'm doing a bit. Get back here. Oh, oh, are you in hot pursuit, boss? Trying to focus, Rita. But I love chases. I love all kinds of chases. Car chases and foot chases and spaceship chases and really fast animal chases. But you never take me in any fair, Mrs. Seal. You gotta tell me everything that's going on. Fine. She's going fast. I'm going fast. Eventually one of us will go faster than the other and the chase will be over at the end. Whoa! Hey, watch it, buddy. Crosswalk's right there. No, it isn't. Not really in the plan, Rita. Then what even is the point? Look, my aim isn't what it used to be, all right? Oh, how do you know that? You barely even tried, Mr. Steele. But my eye. Boss, you fired that gun of yours maybe three times since you lost your eye. Is that really what you're all upset about? No, but... She's got a hostage, okay? And even if the hostage is a stupid cat, I'm not going to risk hurting it. Why, that's so sweet! You really do that for a little kitty? It's not some great charity to avoid killing a cat, Rita. You'd have to be some kind of monster to want to kill some innocent cat. You gotta be kidding me. What is it, Mr. Steele? What's happening? I can't see. I can't see. The psycho's holding the cat out in the goddamn street. I told you not to follow me, P.I. Hey, I, I thought you were kidding. How was I supposed to know you were serious? Serious? <laughs> you think I ain't serious? You think I like to play games? Well, why don't we play one now? Here's a little game called Catch the Kitty on the Freeway! No! Let's not play that game. That sounds like a really, really bad game. Here we go in one, two, three! She threw the cat into the street. She threw the cat into the street. The cat landed on its feet like it took flights onto freeways every day, but it wasn't the freeway I was worried about. It was the cars. Mr. Steele? Mr. Steele, are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. Caused a 20 car pileup, but the only thing I lost was my eardrums. You gotta chase her again, boss. She's getting away with the deactivator. I looked past the junked up cars and saw that the piranha was just a dot in the distance now. I'd never catch up. I wasn't fast enough. But a laser. One laser aimed just right. I know, I know. I can do it. I can do it. Just aim, focus, and... So? Did you get her? Mr. Steele? Piranha Face looked at me one last time and laughed. She stopped for a second and showed me something in her hand. A remote. The deactivator for her cat bomb. She waggled it a few times, stuck out a tongue that was a few inches longer than regulation, and disappeared into an alley. Come on, Mr. Steele, you know I can't handle suspense. Did you make the shot? 
Rita, earlier when I told you to call Maya King, did you get a hold of her? Nuh-uh, boss. Her phone was busy, and her office said she's always on call in her apartment at this time of day, and did you get the piranha lady? Rita, we need to get to Maya King's apartment right now. Run there if you have to. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Steele. Don't, oh, no, Mr. Steele, me. Get over there. The cat's going to blow any second now, and Maya King's not going to die. All right, boss. I booked it to King's apartment in record time, and from the pain in my chest, I figured that the trip only cost me a lung. Rita was making her way up the stairs when I got there. Mr. Steele, I'm so glad you're here. I never deactivated a cat before, and I was just thinking I have no idea what to do, and... Aw, boss, that is the cutest little kitty I have ever seen. You like it? You take it. It's been covering up my arm for six blocks now. Oh, be careful, boss. I could have dropped her. Trust me, after everything that cat's put me through today, it deserves worse. There. That's King's apartment. King! Open this door! Just a moment. We don't have a moment! Now! Open it up! I'm taking your call. You can wait one minute. We can't, actually! Miss King, your cat's going to explode! I'm afraid you're going to have to say that one more time. It all could have gone pretty smoothly after that, I like to think. If King hadn't brought her cat's doppelganger to the door. Because as soon as King opened that door and Pippa saw herself, she did exactly what I'd do if I ever met myself at the door. She went for the throat. Pippa! Damn it, get them off each other! I'm crying, Mr. Steele, I swear! It took a few layers of skin and a minute we didn't have to get the two Pippas apart. And once we did, we had a bigger problem on our hands. Ah, Mr. Steele? Which cat's got the bomb in her? I... I really hope Miss King can answer that question. What are you going to do, Detective Steele? I can't let it hurt my Pippa. Well, there goes that plan. If the piranha lady was right, boss, we only got three minutes left. Get rid of them both, then. You can't. I won't let you. Which one's which, then? How should I know that with them misbehaving like this? All right, all right. I'll just figure out a way to tell the difference between two identical cats I just met today in three minutes. Actually, it's 150 seconds, Mr. Steele. Thank you, Rita. I racked every brain cell I had. When they didn't cut it, I brought some out of retirement. I had no excuses this time. One eye or two or three. A P.I.'s nothing without his brain. Is... is something wrong with him? I think he's thinking. Does his face always get this red when he thinks? He'll be fine once he cools off a little. Cool off. The fridge. Tuna brick! Mr. Steele, I know we're all hungry, but this ain't the time for a snack! Miss King, I need you to open the fridge and leave it open. But the power bill... Now! All right. Boss, I know you're a stickler for tradition, but if I'm going to have a last meal, I really don't want it to be tuna brick. The brick isn't for us, Rita. Let me tell you something about Pippa here. Her double might like tuna brick. It's open, Detective Steele. But Pippa loves tuna brick. Ow, 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 ow! That's her. Grab her, Miss King. Oh, my Pippa, my sweet, sweet kitten. Come here, come here. Then that means... Mr. Steele, you're holding the cat bomb! And don't I know it. How much time do I have? You got... What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Only smart thing there is to do with a bomb, Rita. Get it the hell away from you. Open the door to the balcony, quick. You got it! I ran for King's balcony, and the cat stared at me with its big, green, highly explosive eyes. There was an abandoned alley just within sight. Mr. Steele, you better not be doing what I think you're doing. I was. I threw the cat. Beautiful, boss. 
It's just so sad. What'd that cat ever do to anyone? At least she died as she lived. Beautiful, distant, and misunderstood? I was thinking more confused and in excruciating pain, but yours will sound better in the eulogy. You mind staying here and hashing out the payment details with Miss King? I'm feeling a little under the weather all of a sudden. Hey, what's the matter, boss? Nothing you can fix. But we won! It was just the case you were waiting for! Exciting and life-threatening, and it even ended with some real nice fireworks. It's everything you could have asked for, and Miss King is safe now, ain't she? I'll see you tomorrow, Rita. Well, all right, Mr. Steele. You'll feel better after you sleep a little. You gotta. I know you will. feel better. (laughs) People have been telling me I'll feel better for years. Exercise, you'll feel better. Get some sleep, you'll feel better. Go out and meet someone, you'll feel better. And look, I've thought about it a lot, and here's the thing. I'm not sure I care about feeling better. I care about doing my job. Fixing the little part of this city I can get my hands on. And in the Maya King case, I failed. King survived, sure. And with the evidence I pulled from Bosco, Babbling Brook Realty's going down, but the piranha... She's still out there. And Maya King isn't safe. I failed. So no, Rita, a nap isn't going to fix that. I headed back to the office and let myself feel sorry for about half a bottle. I knew what I needed. And I also knew it was going to cost me one of two things. Either more creds than I'd ever seen in one place before. Or a favor. But from who? The Prince of Mars? (laughs) Saffron Pharma had been in the toilet since Anthony DiMaggio got flushed. Valis Vicky, that was a one-way road to a ten-year contract cleaning her dirt. Cecil Kanakawa, no thanks. I was already down one eye and losing an arm, leg, and a brain lobe to match didn't sound so appealing. I picked up my comms. I didn't know who I was going to call, but I had to call someone, I thought. Turns out I was wrong, though. Because just then, someone called me. Who is this? Message start. Damn it, damn it. I have what you need to do good in this city. If you wish to do business, come to the bench beside the fountain in Halcyon Park at 5 a.m. Halcyon Park? We can do some real good together, detective. Who are you? End of message. Answer me! Damn it. By that point, 5 a.m. was only a few hours off, so I started walking. It had been years since I'd thought of Halcyon Park, and I didn't like the reminder. Halcyon was one of the nicest neighborhoods in Hyperion, and for the first four years of my life, it was my home. Just me, and Ben, and good old Ma. Then she got bad. Then Old Town happened. Or maybe it was the other way around. It was too long ago to remember. Some memories just get clearer the further they get, though. And as soon as I heard the first bird chirping in the park's palms, it all came rushing back. The blue-green grass. The smooth bark of the trees and the stones shimmering like beetles in the dirt. I didn't even have to think about it. I just started walking and... And my feet and my memories brought me right where I had to go. The fountain. Snaked with vines and a jet of soft water springing from its center. 
It felt like home, and I didn't like it. Whoever called me here, they wanted me to feel that way. They looked into me. I took a seat on the bench. I didn't feel good, but that didn't matter. Feeling good isn't the point. Doing good, that's what I'm for. That's all that matters. Well, 4.45. You're early. Thought I'd scope out the place ahead of time. 34 years ahead of time with my subtractions, right? <laughs> they warned me you'd be funny. Just be sure not to let that humor outstay its welcome, will you? The guy had a hat down low over his eyes, and most of his face was tucked into a big woolly scarf. He was rich, I could tell that much. If my clothes looked out of place in Halcyon in one direction, his looked out of place in the other. With big gold buttons on his coat and a watch poking out one sleeve that could have blinded you if you weren't careful. There was something about that watch that stopped me. Something about that guy's voice, too. It was like this park. Familiar, but far away. Like like a ghost that hasn't haunted you in a long, long time. Maybe this is a dumb question, but do I know you? <laughs> You're right, Detective. That is a dumb question. Everyone in Hyperion City knows me. In a few months, I'll be their mayor. Ramsey's O'Flaherty pulled back his hat and looked at me with two blue, blue eyes. On his streams and at his rallies, those eyes always looked like bright, clear skies, like a new day, a future worth running to, but he was different in person. His eyes were tired, hard, gunmetal. I liked this Ramsey's more, to be honest. That worried me, too. You look surprised. Gotta say, Mr. O'Flaherty, you're not exactly my typical clientele. Oh, I wouldn't say that. The Kanagawas, the DiMaggio's, Valles Vicky. You might like to think of yourself as the hard-knocked David scrapping against the galaxy's Goliath's Detective Steel, but you've been on the Giants' payroll for years. Maybe, but some Giants are taller than others. And I'm certainly the tallest. Humble, too. Humility is for the young and the unambitious. Pussyfooting around the fact that I'll soon be the most powerful man in Hyperion City only wastes the few breaths I have left. But grandstanding about how wise you are is a good use of your time, then? Of course. I never do anything unless I'm certain of it. We're all just killing time until the killing times, you know. All that matters is how you use what you get before you run out. So? Uh, so what? How do you plan to use the time you have left? Finding an excuse to get off this bench is first on my list. Deflect if you like. I already know the answer. I just thought you might want to spruce it up yourself. You get a real kick out of being the smartest person in the room, don't you? Yes. <laughs> You're worried it's a cliché. That's why you won't say it. If I'm worried, it's because I'm watching a guy who's got a decent shot at becoming our next mayor lose his mind in real time. You want to help people. To make the world a better place. To right wrongs. To stop crime in its tracks. To... to slap whoever gave you the thesaurus you're pulling all these out from. You're the hero private eye at heart. And it embarrasses you. Look, I'm not some selfless... <laughs> no, 
You are definitely not some selfless. <laughs> Your delight at throwing yourself into harm's way implies more self-loathing than self-sacrifice. Great heroes risk great things. You risk only yourself. And as far as you're concerned, that's very little on the line. The hell? No, you're not selfless. But you do act selflessly. And I'm afraid that's all that holds value here. It doesn't matter why you right your wrongs any more than it matters why I want to clean this city. Soon we'll be dead. And corpses don't have motives. The why dies with us. But what we do... What we make, that stays. And I know you and I could make something very special, Detective. I do. You do what? Sorry, you got all gushy for a minute there. I thought you were trying to propose. You're useless without your eye. Hmm? What? Are there one-eyed sharpshooters? Of course. But it takes years to learn. And people are suffering now. And right now, you're useless. Every day that you don't solve this problem is another day you miss the shot. You have finite breaths, detective. You have finite lives to save. Will you spend the rest of your days missing shots and wandering into parks at five in the morning to talk to strange old men? <laughs> Not that you were doing much before. Saving Mars case by case. But while you chase this murderer... How many others walk away free? Who's going to stop them? The HCPD? Send a band of thieves to catch a thief and watch the wallets disappear. Corruption, detective. This city is rotten to its core. If you want to do good, real good, you'll have to think bigger than putting pickpockets in prison. Yeah? And you think you're the first politician with some big ideas about busting crime? No. But I think I'm the first politician with my big ideas about busting crime. And I know they'll work. You're going to help me make them work. Ha! Yeah. No, I don't think so. We're done here. <laughs> no, we aren't. I've spent most of my career, hell, most of my life, bringing down people like you. You know that? Big shots with big bank accounts who think a nice promise is a get-out-of-jail-free card for building a world that doesn't work for anyone but them. You're assuming a lot about a plan you haven't even been told, Juno. Tell me, then. What do I get out of this? What the hell could you possibly give me that's worth trusting you? The only thing you care about, Detective. The power to do good again. What is that? A picture of your new eye. The Thea Spectrum. The most advanced ocular cybernetic that money can buy. A built-in scope to rival our military's greatest rifles. Sensors for capturing infrared, ultraviolet, and mega-green frequencies. Recording technologies, computer uplinks, direct access to the HCPD's most classified directory of criminals and evidence. Access to what? That one's our little secret. <laughs> you could do... A lot of good with an eye like this, detective. And an ear like mine. You and I want the same thing, after all. To clean the Hyperion City of crime. With your expertise, your understanding of what it's like out on those mean streets, we could do a lot of good together. Ramsey's O'Flaherty with the tired blue eyes smiled at me. And it wasn't the smile I'd seen on the streams. 
the flashing platinum teeth and the sky blue eyes. It was the kind of smile that some people put on because it's all they got left. The bone-tired smile of someone who's been throwing themselves against the world for years, only for the world to throw them back twice as hard. And again, I thought about his watch. That smile. He reminded me of someone. Someone familiar. Someone safe. Didn't make me feel any better. But feeling better isn't the point, is it? And Ramsey's... Ramsey seemed like the first person I'd ever met who got what the point was. I could see it in those eyes. Fine, Ramsey's. I'll do it. I know. Just, why... Look, how am I supposed to know you mean all this? The promises and the cleaning and... The hell is your angle here, O'Flaherty? Last I checked, Juno, you're a private investigator. You never know your employer's angles. That's half the thrill, isn't it? If you want to know so badly, figure it out. Investigate. Privately. Just let me warn you that I'll take no responsibility for what happens to you if you try. Real reassuring, Ramses. Reassuring you can't be my job. I have an entire city to reassure. You'll have to take care of yourself. <clears throat> this has been a nice chat, you know, but the life of the successful leaves very little room for nice chats. You know that well. Don't know if I'd call myself successful. I would. And soon enough, when you see what kind of city we'll build, what you'll do with this new eye, you're going to agree with me. It was a pleasure meeting you, Juno Steele. You and I are going to do some real good together. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Noah Symes and co-creators Sophie Kaner and Kevin Bollard. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we just, we wanted to change the game, Yeah, really. We, we didn't want it to be the same sort, right. of, sort of arc. We didn't want it to be the same sort of villain. Right. Um, and we wanted a new challenge for Juno. So that was very much our starting point for the season. The other thing that I'll add off of the last season is uh, we had this conversation for the end of the last season, but it's very, very important to us to have a show where things change. Uh, that's part of the reason yes. that Juno loses his eye at the end of season one, because we want... And his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You can also support The Penumbra by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at The Penumbra Pod, following us on Tumblr at The Penumbra Podcast, telling your friends about us, telling your friends to tell their friends about us, and especially by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Every rating, comment, and kind word spreads our stories further and inspires us to keep creating more and better tales to come. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Jamie Gunter, the Princess and the Scrivener, 
Hannah Jim, and Elizabeth Miller for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steele and the Kitty Cat Caper, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Kate Jones as Rita, Christy Norris as Maya King, Noah Symes as Dr. Monrovian, Sophie Kaner as the Piranha, Kevin Vibert as Bosco, and Matthew Zonzinger as Ramses O'Flaherty. On staff at the Penumbra, Kevin Vibert is our lead writer and recording engineer. Sophie Kaner is our director and sound designer. Noah Symes is our production manager. Alice Chung is our designer and financial manager. Graham Turner is our script editor. Original music by Ryan Vibert. Promotional art by Michaela Buckley. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I'm afraid this is the end of the line for today, dear traveler. We hope you will ride with the Penumbra again soon.